All right, all right. We are back again for another episode of the Southern Arrow Podcast. Uh, got some old faces with me. Got some new faces um, to, that are going to are actually new voices for all of you on podcasts in in the podcast world. Um, you can't see them anyway, so I'm the only one that's stuck looking at ugly mugs. But uh, we got some new voices, and we've got some old voices. So as always, um, I'm here, Cliff Cannon. Uh, yeah. One of the hosts. Um, I'm pretty regular because I have to be because I'm the one that's got all the recording equipment, so I don't get to take a day off. <laughs> um, my boy Jamie over here with me. What's going on, everybody? Um, Chris Brown, uh, ready, steady, always there. Always here, baby. All right. Um, Seth, my boy from Texas, talk to him. Yes, sir. I'm here. Glad to be here. How are you, man? I'm doing good. All right. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Hunter Hurst. What's up, guys? Kunas is in the house. What's up, man? How are you, buddy? Good, man. Just getting home from work. I figured you was. I saw you logging in just a little bit a while ago, and I knew you was probably just getting in from work. Um, all right, so we got two new voices. We've got a few. We've got a few more voices that'll be uh, hopefully be you know coming in, coming out. Um, like I said, you know, not everybody can make it every week, but that's the that's the neat thing about this. You know, having people um, on the podcast. You know, and, and there's like eleven in the group right now, but at no point in time. Um, has anybody, uh, have, have we had everybody here all at the same time? So I would not expect we'll ever, you know, it's just scheduling and that's cool. Um, Bradley Collins, Bradley, give them, tell the world hello and give us a little insight into you, where you live, where you hunt, what you do for a living. Uh, so I am, uh, in, I guess we'll call it middle, middle Western Tennessee. I'm right in the corner of where they, they kind of say you're middle or Western, depending on where you're at. But, uh, an hour hour and a half west of nashville uh, and i hunt there's a lot of uh public land around us um biggest place being like land uh land between the lakes people like to uh they know that a little bit but anywho i'm from western new york i'm an army transplant down here i did six years actual duty as a medic um currently i'm working as an advanced dmt and soon to be paramedic here in the next month or so um but I uh, I'm, I love bow hunting and uh, excited to be part of this whole whole team here. All right, man, that's awesome, dude. All right, and then we also have uh, an, another one here. Um, so you know, I know we say Southern Arrow, but I could not pass up an opportunity to get insight from somebody from the land of giants. Um, he was on our, uh, we have a little chat group and he was telling us, man, he said specifically, he said, man, there's a, there's a 150 behind every tree here in Iowa. All you got to do is, is just, just go deer hunting and you'll kill a giant. Um, Mike Smith, man, tell everybody hello. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's, it's great to be on here with you guys. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I actually it's not quite, it's not quite that good, but it's, uh, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome it's awesome hunting it's it's a little tougher than what people think up here uh but uh anyway uh i, I grew up and lived most of my life in texas in the dallas fort worth area uh i hunted all over texas uh had a, had a deer lease out west of fort worth and uh and so anyway uh the way i landed here in, in southeast iowa is is my wife is is from the cedar rapids iowa area and uh i came up here in 2008 for the first time and uh really kind of fell in love with uh with the with the just the countryside up here and and the people it's kind of like going back in time i mean i came from uh dallas fort worth uh 
you know, 6.8 million people to where I see one or two trucks and maybe a tractor or so a day. Uh, but anyway, uh, we, we, we started buying this farm in 2010, really not knowing what we were going to do. And uh, in 2018, I retired from uh, being a construction superintendent for about 35 years. And uh, we just sold everything we had down in Texas. And, and some people call them a barn dominium. And uh, uh, we, I live down in here with these deer. Uh, 24 7 365 I probably got some in my in my yard out there right now uh, but uh, we, we love living up here uh, we're we're in southeast Iowa kind of uh, well not not too far from the Missouri border uh, uh, matter of fact we were shopping down in Missouri today but uh, anyway uh, glad to be here uh, I got into saddle hunting last year uh hunted out of like 18 different trees instead of five lock-ons mm -hmm. uh this year this year i kind of split the difference uh i still saddle hunted a lot uh but i actually uh uh hunted out of some of my lock-ons too uh i got a tethered phantom saddle and hawk sticks and uh tethered platform and i enjoy hunting out of I really enjoy hunting out of the saddle. I mean, it's it's amazing how uh, steady you can be with your shot because you got basically three points of contact as opposed to standing up on a stand platform. And I've really enjoyed that. But uh, anyway, uh, if you, any of you guys have any questions for me about up here, uh, this is my third season. I've learned a lot already. Uh, I, I pretty much got my finger on the pulse now of, of when pre-rut, rut, post-rut happens. It happens like clockwork up here. It's different than Texas. It's different than down south. You have a super defined rut up here, and it is pretty dang intense uh, when, when, when they really get going. It's pretty exciting. Uh, so if anybody's got any questions about any of that stuff, I'll be glad to help you on that, and uh, just glad to be here. All right. Well, I appreciate it, man. Um, so we were... Uh, I was hoping that Randall, who was also sort of new to the group, um, was going to make it. He had said he was, and I'm boy, I'm going to be mad at him if he don't. Not too mad, but you know. Um, but because Randall killed a great deer the last weekend of uh, of deer season in Louisiana, which was this uh, just this last weekend, so it actually ended today, right, Owner? Yes, sir. Today was the last day. Yep. So today was the last day. So deer season is officially, well, I guess we'll say since it's dark outside, deer season is officially over everywhere now. I don't know of anywhere that has a state, it has a, uh, a season that runs beyond the uh, 15th of February, unless it's some kind of special, you know, trying to shoot more and more deer. But anyway, um, hoping Randall can, uh, can find his way here. I hope nothing happened to him that, you know, kept him from getting on. But um, we really want to have that conversation. I would love to hear the story about his deer because – those last minute deer, you know, at the end of the season means you've been grinding, you've worked hard and, you know, and you finally made it happen. I think those are great, you know, to have. Um, but in the meantime, I want to, uh, I guess we'll just say, uh, you know, Seth, you killed a, you killed something, uh, this, this weekend too, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I got a little, got a little pig meat, uh, back in the freezer. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, it's not like there's not 40,000, 40 million, what, 4 million, 5 million, 10 million pigs. I don't know how many million there are in Texas, but it's like probably more than deer i would guess 
Oh, I'm sure there's. Uh, I'm sure they outnumber the deer ten to one at this point. Yeah, probably so. Um. Anyway, so uh, was it anything eventful about your hunt? Was it where'd you go to? Man, listen. I'll uh, full disclosure. I hate to disappoint you, but uh, I sh- I shot that thing with a with a rifle. I know you did not put a picture of that dude up on our freaking group text with a rifle. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I put a picture up on the group text of the pig. But Not you didn't right. disclaim, dude. There was no disclaimer. Did anybody see him disclaim to anybody else in the group that he killed that thing with a rifle? I did no. not. I did not. So, so Can we're all what? we're all giving Seth these, you know, high fives and you know, virtual high fives listen. and telling him great <laughs> job, and then only to find out what, dude. Listen, we don't, I don't even want to talk listen. to you. I'm about to kick <laughs> you off the chat. Now, Dang, you're out. Listen. My hunt was way more exciting <laughs> than that. You're you're out, dude. You're out, man. I'm on. I'm, See what you got to do. <laughs> Is you shoot him with the rifle and then you go up there and you stick an arrow in him? Yeah, that's that. That's that freaking redneck <laughs> yeah. thing right there. That's what them outlaws do. They shoot him with a twenty-two and then go out there and stick an arrow in him. That's right. No, I mean I'm picking on you. Look in Texas, you just gotta you just gotta kill them. There's so damn many. Um, but Chris, yeah, you, uh, I mean, you with with the hogs, uh, you, you don't discriminate when it comes no, to the hogs. No, you can't. So, but I. Actually, a couple of couple of reasons to it. I was up at the. I had to drive up to my MLD place, which is the state managed land where we shoot the white tags and everything. And I had to turn in a jawbone from uh, a doe that I had shot earlier this year. And uh, uh, so the biologist they could do all that work, and I was sick. But I had to get up there. It's two hours away, two and a half hours actually for me. And uh, I drove up there and I packed up. I I basically hunt drive and scout out of a ford fiesta so that's what i'm talking yeah. about that's what i'm talking about i just picked up a, a yeah, 03 honda crv that, that, that's my plan <laughs> hey I've, i'm telling you i can fit a rifle a bow uh, uh definitely my saddle um Everything I fit a mountain bike uh, and a cooler in this Ford Fiesta, and that's about all I need. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I'm but sure yeah. it saves you some gas too. Mm-hmm. The nearest the nearest spot to the national forest for me is about an hour and fifteen minutes. So, and then uh, you know, and up to the lease, it's about two and a half. But yeah, I went up there and I've, I have haphazardly. I was I was sick, but I had to go turn in that jawbone. But I did bring the rifle, and uh, I wasn't didn't know if I was planning on hunting because I was felt like crap. But I went out that that evening. But I did get it on video. That was that was kind of the cool part. And uh, mm-hmm. I just cut this cut this pack of hogs, and uh, I kind of had an idea on where they were going. So I, I walked back to the main road and I circled around and I got in this little clearing. And sure enough, they came out. And I wasn't gonna shoot anything unless it was just a a big nasty and uh sure sure enough this big sow came out big razorback sow and she was she was ugly she was ugly as sin so i i reached out and gave her the kiss of death and i i'd do it again so oh no i i want i ain't gonna argue with you about that man you gotta you know it's, it's funny because yeah and that next morning I, i'm telling you though if i would if i'd have had my bow with me you just still shot it with a rifle don't even mm-hmm don't even no i wouldn't have went out because i <laughs> no i wouldn't have i wouldn't have went out because 
I, I had I woke up and I was running a fever and I was I couldn't even drag the hog out because I was about yeah. to be throwing up all over the place and I actually went I actually was going to hunt the whole weekend and I got up next morning and had to come home because I was sick as a dog after that it was a yeah. fun little hunt while I, while I had to be up there mm-hmm. but uh, it was it was a fun little hunt kind of stuff yeah well I mean you still got a little do you, do you uh sit do you eat pig? Do y'all eat them? I mean, I know everybody eats a little pig, but I mean, y'all kill oh, so yeah. many. Do you do you do you process most all of them? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I I only I took the back straps off of that one because I I was I couldn't get her out. I was so sick I couldn't drag her. I yeah. was about to pass out, and then uh, so I did that. But I just shot one several weeks ago and uh, got the meat off of that one. So yeah, I was watching. Yeah, it was, um, it was a fun little. That's it. Up here they. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so up here, they've been killing hogs and leaving them. They won't let us hunt them at all. The only way you can kill them in Tennessee right now is if uh, you got to be a landowner. It's got to be during the day. can't be over bait. got to be during a legal other hunting season. Um, so, like, I can't run down to somebody's property and, and shoot a hog. It, it, it does kill them on public land, and they're shooting them out of helicopters and leaving them. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that are upset, including myself. Uh, I, I've never killed one, but I'd love to. Um, but uh, yeah, they're they're just leaving them, letting them lay. And you know, there's there's plenty of a lot of stuff you could do with that meat. Oh yeah, that uh, it, it makes me a little upset. You know? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd that kind of sucks. Yeah, that's that wild hog over there. Hog meat is good. I, I I admit it. It is good. I like I like yeah. wild hog. It's really good it's eating. Really good. But you know. Um, so, Man. Bradley, I can tell yeah. you that your guy, you, your state was where was where Mississippi was about, for sure, ten years ago, maybe even five, six years ago. They had this same rule. You know, you could you could only shoot a pig if you were uh, during a during a open hunting season and only with a weapon that was applicable for that season. So, if it was freaking right. squirrel season, you could only shoot a pig with with a load of six shot. You know, something stupid. And I think they were more concerned about somebody shooting their deer. You know, um, and until they have, right. I mean, and now they, they've damn taken over. Oh, yeah, um, they everywhere. So yeah, now, like said, they'll, they'll yeah, that's a, mind on that. They'll, they'll change their mind real quick on that. Yeah. Once they start taking over, they're going to say, yeah, y'all go out there and shoot every single freaking one of y'all see. And that's how Mississippi is. Mississippi now doesn't care. Just shoot them. You know, they don't care what yeah. season it is. There is no season. They just, just go kill as many as you can. Yeah. And then like in Texas, you don't even have, you know, they have the exotic permits and stuff. Texas, Seth, they, they'll tell you, you can tell them, they, they don't care. Come, we just we just want you to come. You ain't got to get a license. Just come shoot pigs. There are that many. Took some guys. I, I took some guys from Iowa, and it's kind of yeah. funny. It's kind of funny up here. Uh, a, a lot of these guys in Iowa don't really, they, they don't really appreciate how, how good the hunting can be up here and, and hmm. the type of bucks that are up here come down to the and, south and, 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 yeah well mo- most of these guys all they want to do is go down to texas and shoot a pig and so well, that's because they don't have any pigs though but that's why because it's yeah, something they no, can't well, kill well, yeah it, it's kind of strange with where i'm sitting right here in my house there is three hog houses around here and each one of them has 1500 hogs in it Except they're domestic pigs. That's right. You know, and, and 
and their Tumwa, Iowa, it's called JBS Pork. They kill almost twenty thousand pigs a day in there. Holy it, crap! It, it it's crazy. It's a lot it's of bacon. Crazy. That's yeah, a lot of bacon. But uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, well, you know, last last uh, March, uh, some guys from Iowa here and invited me to go down to Texoma striper fishing, and they also had a hog hunt set up there, right there near Lake Texoma in Oklahoma, and and the hog hunt fell through uh it's kind of a long story but it fell through so i was telling a buddy of mine that lives down near emory texas down behind lake twark down and the hog hunt fell through and he said well, if you guys want to kill some pigs just come to my place and so two of the guys from iowa here had thermals and then my buddy down there that has this this ranch down there uh near emory had had a couple of thermals and I'd never messed with thermal uh, monocular or thermal rifle scopes. And, man, we had a blast. And he and he just wants them dead. And he said, when I'm out there mowing a coastal field and I'm tearing my equipment up, he said, I just get madder and madder at them, you yeah, know, yeah. where they've root, rooted the fields up. And uh, we, we wore them out with those thermal scopes. We were of us, and I would scan with the Pulsar thermal monocular and once we picked them up, we'd just stop the fork, the side-by-side, and we would start walking towards them. And if they started getting nervous, I mean, usually you could get within 50 yards of them. But when they started getting nervous, we'd just open up on them. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it was awesome. It was fun. I want to do it again this year. Yep. And that's the thing. You know, in Texas, they do a lot of that. Um, they do a lot of that. They really do. Yep. Yep. But yeah, the problem, well, you know, problem, uh, problem is, the problem is, I can't afford one of them nice thermals. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, a lot of people are using that down here now. They've they've gotten into thermals. I know they do that all the time. What were you saying, Seth? Uh, just this, uh, just January last month, two Texas counties officially will off are offering <laughs> bounties for tails off off of wild hogs. Is that right? There's just that many of them. I think. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think it's five dollars. Well, I tell you what, if they, 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 you know, that Hunter and Chris will probably remember, they used to offer a bounty for Nutra rat tails. And yeah, so, they still yeah. do. Do they yeah. still offer a bounty on them dudes? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm telling you, them freaking red, look, them coon asses keep them thin down, too. They <clears throat> taste like a big old swamp rabbit. That's right. That's right. And they, uh, so all, all you got it, Seth, I can tell you right now, if, if you want to, if you, if they start offering a bounty for hogs, there's some coon asses and some rednecks from over on this side of the river <laughs> that will, that will go over there and burn some freaking ammunition up on some hogs. These boys, yeah. are, these boys are resourceful. Yeah. I think yeah, I heard yeah, I think I read Seth somewhere around what College Station, somewhere around that Texas A&M was putting it on. Yep, we dropped Seth. He'll be back. Up oh, there, he is. He's coming back now. You're in. You're out. You're in. You're out. Seth, Chris asked you if if there was a, a College Station is where they were doing that. See if we can get back in here. Well, I'm showing a good Wi-Fi signal, so it might just be where he's at. Maybe he's in a bad service area. But anyway, um, I'm there. You are. You back? Who are you talking to? Uh, Chris asked you if that was over around College Station. If that was a Texas A&M that was doing that, or what? I'm trying to switch to my to my house internet. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'd have to confirm. I don't think so. I think it's more of East Texas counties. I'm sure. I think it's somewhere around the Big Thicket. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. There's. I uh, bet there is some. Thi- I bet there's some hogs in that place. 
Oh, yeah. I, I, I think uh, Rains County over there near Emory, uh, where we hunted last year, they had they had some kind of bounty deal going on over there. Uh, I what, but uh, we, we we didn't we we just shot them. We just when we hunted with thermals, we just shot them and and let them lay. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, I was I was going to the guys from Iowa wanted to bring one back, and we'd get finished so late at night shooting them that we just didn't go ahead and gut any. But when I lived down in Texas, I ate a lot of wild hog. Yeah, I'd we, always eat, we eat a good bit of it down here. I know yeah, down, pull, down in the swamp, they eat a lot of it. Yeah, I would always pull, I'd pull the back straps and uh, cook them up like a roast or whatever. And then usually I would grind the red. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Seasoning and make, and, and make breakfast sausage out of it. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, Does Bradley. I have an import law. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You were saying something? No, I was just wondering, Mike, does Iowa have an import law on on hog meat? Uh, I don't know. I, I, okay. I, I actually, I don't I know, like, know that. I know we can't transport them live, and then I know with all this CWD stuff that's going on down here, they, they're making you debone everything that moves. Yeah, yeah. you can't bring anything. There, you know, like when I killed that deer no, in I, Texas, I had, to, I had to debone it, you know, cut the skull cap off mm-hmm. and everything and bring it in, so – um, See, and that's the hardest part for me is is I hunt. Uh, worked there for the last ten years. All right, and, back uh, up because you you froze up. So you hunt somewhere and then you, then you froze up uh, on so, me. So I hunt on Fort Campbell, the military base. Yeah, and uh, if it, they call it Kentucky because that's where the flagpole is, but uh, most of it's in Tennessee. But um, so I hunt there a little bit. I didn't hunt much there last year, but. Uh, mostly because of the CWD law, the spots I like to hunt were actually in Kentucky. So you buy a separate license for Fort Campbell specific. And I know Cliff, you said you hunt like Fort Polk and some other places. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been uh, a long time ago, but yeah, I've hunted them all. Okay. Now, now with Fort Campbell, you buy one license for Fort Campbell specific, and as long as you have a license for either state, you can hunt Fort Campbell on either side of the line. Yeah. Um. So it's nice in that respect. And there's giants. I don't know if y'all have ever seen a deer. It, Google the Fort Campbell roadkill buck. It was on Rack Magazine in uh, 17 or 18. Uh, it was like a 246 or something they, they accidentally hit with a car. But anyway, there's some giants kill off Fort Campbell every I think year. I remember something and, about uh, that. Right. It, I mean, it was it was everywhere. The guy that actually mounted my deer, uh, I killed 19, mounted that, remounted that. They mounted it first, and it looked like garbage, and he remounted and that's what was on Rack Magazine. But anywho, uh, so the problem with that is if I shoot a deer on the Kentucky side of Fort Campbell, I have to take it to a processor to have it, it processed. Now, I normally do all my own stuff here in Tennessee, but even, you know, you're talking a, a mile one way or the, the other, I have to now take that deer to a processor or find someone's house I can take it to so I can debone it, skull cap it, cape it out. And, and then that's the other thing is they, they were talking capes aren't even supposed to cross lines. Uh, state lines. Uh, well, so, yeah, we haven't heard anything like, about that. Only you can't have anything like in Mississippi. The laws in Mississippi are pretty simple. Um, you cannot bring anything that is part of the spine or has bone marrow or right. no, uh, yeah, any any part of the spine or brain matter. So you got to mm-hmm. debone your animal, which is easy enough. I mean, you just it's it's not it's not yeah. impossible to debone one. Um, no no problems with the cape because the cape doesn't carry the pyrons. Everything is you know. Um, you know. Yeah, last I read, I, I swear they told us that you couldn't carry the cape. 
which kind of messed me up because I'm headed to Kentucky, uh, Northern Kentucky here in September to, to hunt with a buddy of mine. And uh, so obviously I'm going to have to leave my deer. If, if I shoot what I, I assume I'm going to shoot based off of what he's got on his property, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to have to leave it up there and go back and get it when it's done with his taxidermist. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 obviously, I don't live there. I don't know what the rules are there. I just know what the rules are. I know what the rules are in Mississippi because I wanted to make sure I, you know, I've heard of people having their deer confiscated on 55, um, you know, as they were coming into the state because the law specifically says no brain or spinal cord matter. So if you did not cape your deer, if you left an intact skull and you didn't clean the brain cavity out, they will... Mm-hmm. They will take your deer and they will not give it back. They will take it to an incinerator and they will torch your deer, the meat, the horns, the hide, the everything. So, guys, you go out um, to freaking Wyoming and you spend $7,000 on a mule deer or an elk or something like that, um, they will burn it. Just letting you know. (laughs) Don't think... Dude, just take take the extra day and get it, you know, get it processed or whatever um, so that right. you don't have to deal with that. Um, I don't know about Tennessee or Kentucky's laws, but I think uh, I think Louisiana's got pretty much the exact same law, don't it, Hunter and Chris? Yes, sir. Yeah, I think, you know, they're not playing around with that. And, you know, we've already got chronic wasting disease in, in parts of Mississippi. Case yeah. Found in uh, Tennessee. Oh, really? In Tinsaw? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had a mature buck that was killed in Tinsaw, and it tested positive for CWD, so they're really locking it down over there. You can't bring anything out of that parish. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, they had uh, in Mississippi, the first one they found was over around the Yazoo, Issaquina area, I think. And then they have, uh, they had it, you know, there was, a, I think they said there was like a, a deer pen in Tennessee, and the deer got out and got into North Mississippi, and they've yeah. got it. They've got it there, and then they've been finding it a little bit more regularly there. up there, you know. And they they've tracked it back to that it came from this deer pen in the uh, corner up, up in Mississippi, up around the Alabama, Mississippi, uh, Tennessee line, where all those three states come together. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, they're they're yeah, they're cracking down over how there. How y'all feel about it? I don't know how y'all feel about CWD, but it, as far as I'm concerned, being that. I'm one one county away from uh, the hot zone, right? The the, the CWD hot zone. Um, we're still considered we're not a red zone or warm zone county right now, but um, in, in the the areas that have confirmed CWD, they're wearing the deer out. They're letting them yeah. hunt archery part of archery season with rifles and yeah. all sorts of stuff. They they giving you extra bucks and they want you to kill everything that moves down there. And it, it's kind of bugging me because I don't know if you guys know, but Tennessee lost a lot of deer. Uh, I don't remember what they said the cause was, but they, they pulled them from up, you know, uh, Michigan and, and Wisconsin and stuff like that, trying to get a bigger body class deer down here when they restock. And I believe that's where all that started from. Uh, that was back in, I believe, like the, the late 70s, early 80s when they did yeah. that. Yeah, the Miss, and, uh, yeah, we had a we had a big talk about the uh, restocking efforts, you know, um, mm-hmm. all the way from you know Louisiana, Mississippi, um, Alabama, uh, were all restocked with uh, with with deer from the northern states. Um, you know, uh, for yeah. Mississippi, I think it was like in the fifties. You know, so anyway, um, yeah. but is that? Go ahead. Is that is that, uh, is that some sort? Of, is that any kind of common practice for areas that have high CWD that they increase tag limits? Or oh, anything, look, or? they are. I mean, they literally try to nuke the county. 
Um, oh, and, yeah. and I know, I understand what they're trying to do. What they're trying to do is they're trying to reduce the deer population to a point that, um, one deer can't give it to another deer, you know, because it's spread socially. Um, that's why, you know, they say, well, you can't, uh, you can't bait, you know, you can't, um, deer's can't. a social animal. Well, deer are social animals. So, so they lick yeah. each other's noses and sniff yeah. each other like dogs. They lick each other. Oh, they yeah. sniff each other all the time. Look, I mean, it, here's the thing. And, and here's my issue with some of what they're trying to do. They'll say, well, we got to reduce the deer population. Um, they'll, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to, you know, like in Mississippi's a baiting state, Texas is a baiting state. They're going to say, well, if you're in this County, you can't bait anymore. You know, we're trying to reduce deer con- congregation. Dude, I have seen freaking 12 or 14 does underneath a freaking pin oak tree or an eight, a white oak tree while it was dropping. You are yeah, you are fooling yourself to believe that you are stopping those deer from congregating. Right. But what they are trying to do is reduce that 7 to 3 or that 14 to 3 or 4. They're trying to reduce right. the population so low that the deer don't have contact. I I really and truly and I'm not a biologist, so I'm sure at some point in time some biologist is going to send me a nasty gram. <laughs> um I don't think it's anything that can effectively be done to you know, look, they tried to freaking lock mm. the whole world down to, you know, flatten the curve and everybody got fucking covid. Yep. It, it, you're, right. you're I don't think there's anything that you can do with this disease that's going to affect that's going to stop the deer mm. from getting it they're all going to get it i think that some probably yeah. get it and then live they, they say it's 100 percent fatal but I, I i don't know i don't believe that at all i don't know i mean i'm not a biologist I've i don't know whether, whether it's blue tongue or cwd i i've seen a lot of deer uh so we're, we're a pretty mineral mineral heavy state we don't uh we can bait in the off season but we can't bait during deer season we have to have it up 10 days before season um, but we can hunt over mineral sites all year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you've got the right mineral out or the, the, the off season, you're, you're feeding a herd. If you've got that, that population, I think those deer are outlasting this, uh, CWD and the EHD that they got everyone else is, is getting decimated well, about, you know, like I EHD getting the right nutrition. I mean, they've proved EHD is probably 99% fatal. You know, right. 99 out of a hundred deer who get EHD are it's fatal. And I would think that there are probably deer, um, I, it, you know, here's the thing. So biologists who have found it in a deer, it is every single deer that's ever gotten chronic wasting disease has died. So it, it, it goes something to say, you know, there. Uh, yeah, I understand it's only a sample of, you know, it's, like, you can't test every million deer, you know, but every well, deer that they've tested has died. Well, you know how they test died. them, right? Yeah, they test them by, uh, well, now they have a new test now that they can test them with the, like a lymph node or something. But yeah, they did to do it. Oh, really? Okay. They used so, to have to do it by uh, examining the brain. It was by brain, so of course they had to die, yeah. so that they knew that they were dead. You know, it, it's kind of, <laughs> and not to get political, but it's kind of how they skewed the COVID numbers. You know, yeah. you died of a heart attack, and you had COVID. You yeah, were you, you died were of COVID. COVID yeah, but and you, that's kind of yeah. how the yeah the CWD death was. We we had a, a friend from church who died. He had a, a an aortic aneurysm. His, his basically his aorta sheared in half, and he was dead before he hit the ground. And when they swabbed his nose, he had COVID. They called him a COVID death. Yeah. I was I was upset about that. Yeah. Like, well, that's you know, about that's more about money than that's, anything. That's all. That's well, really know, as much about money as anything. But back, you know, to yeah, the I deer, to, to the deer thing. Well, well to, to the deer thing, and 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 you know, um, I believe that if you know, I can only go by the science, and the science says that you know, chronic wasting disease is one hundred percent fatal. So I get where they are. Um, I, I the questions I ask about chronic wasting disease are, is it 
100% transmittable. You know, my wife had COVID twice and I never got it. Um, right. That, that, yeah, that's the same thing. I, I work, like I said, I work EMS. Um, I, I still have yet to test positive. Yeah. Um, in, in two years. And I've been in very, very close proximity to lots and yeah. lots of people. So wearing. You that's know, sort of the question for me is, is mm-hmm. can every, figured, you know, I figured do they the all get way? it? You know, maybe they don't get it. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. not every deer is genetically disposed to getting COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I don't. I don't have the answer. But I do know that 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 I can tell you this: they, if they find it in your county, they will do their best to nuke your county. I mean, yes, sir. they yeah. they absolutely will. So I remember back here, when they here's, first here's found what's it. Ha- happened. Here's what's happened up here in Iowa since I've been here. Uh, there's only. To my knowledge, there's only four or maybe five counties that that had a deer that's tested positive, t- tested positive up here. And actually, one county's right next to me. Uh, I'm in Davis County, and the county next to me is called Appanoose County, and it's it, they've had a deer t- test. And then the other two counties are up near, right in the corner, northeast corner, Alamakee County, and up there against Wisconsin. And Wisconsin is, is more of a hotbed of, of CWD than Iowa is. But anyway, what has decimated parts of the deer herd here in Iowa is EHD. Yeah, summer, summer EHD is last. really tough on them. Yep. Yeah, summer before, before last, uh, we, we had drought-like conditions, and uh, a lot of the ponds got low, and the, some of the streams quit running. And there was a couple of counties, Lucas County and, and Warren County, between here and Des Moines. Uh, I, I wasn't over there, but I talked to people over there, and they said you could drive back county roads and you could smell death. You you could smell – there were so many dead deer that you could smell them just driving down the county roads. Mm-hmm. And I've got a good friend that's got a farm over in Lucas County. And, uh, well, he – about five years ago, he killed a 225 off of it. I'll, 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 at some point, I'll put I'll put a picture up of it. Uh, of it, uh, I don't know if I should or not. He's kind of yeah. Uh, don't I'm do it. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would just do it with our group, you, you know. But but yeah. uh, but but anyway, he uh, the last two years, last season and this season, uh, I mean, he he has a wonderful farm. Uh, set up for deer hunting and they hadn't even been hunting their farm. They've been hunting public ground. Yeah. But, uh, they've been going 50, 60 miles and hunting public ground. It wasn't, wasn't as affected as his farm was. And he said, I was over there 4th of July weekend. And he said that you, you could, you could just year before some year before last, you could smell them down in his bottom. Just say, he, he said, it just smelled like death down in there. Yeah. And so that's the real devastating problem. I mean, CWD at some point may be more of a problem, but up here it's EHD. Well, I I think I I think a lot of people might say that it's CWD gets a whole lot more um, airtime than EHD. Um, You know, it's it's just something that 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 tends to get in the news more often. But EHD is, you know, like I said, ninety nine percent fatal for every deer that gets it. There are very few deer that get it that live through it. Um, It generally, you know, we don't really see it. I don't know uh, about about Seth, but I know I can 
pretty much speak for Hunter and Chris when I say down here in the South, it's not as prevalent. Uh, not in the marsh. In the marsh, it has hit us hard. Has it? Just about every time. Yeah, every time we get a real bad flood, which, uh, excuse me on my dates and years, but it's been probably about three years ago, we had a real bad flood. It hit them hard. And probably about six, seven years ago, it had hit them hard. Um, what, after the flood, after the waters recede, you mean? Is that what is that what it does? Yeah, I'm guessing as the water recedes, you know, the marsh, it opens, you know, October 1st. And usually, you know, it's happened before it even opens. Um, I know a, a good friend of ours that hunts the public land we hunt in the marsh. Supposedly, you know, I didn't see it with my own two eyes, but supposedly he had counted a hundred deer dead on one of his levees that he hunts. Shoot. Um, was that from, the, was, was from, is, is that what's from EHD, you think? Yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Uh, you're speaking of the blue tongue. Yeah, we yeah we call it blue yeah. tongue a lot. EHD is what it's um, something hemorrhagic disease. It's um edemusic edemomic hemorrhagic. Yeah, edemomic or it starts with an ED. Yeah, you're right. But it's a it's basically a hemorrhaging disease. They they hemorrhage death. It's it's caused by a midge. Yeah, that bites them. Yeah, that midge fly larva that lives in the mud. When them deer have to wade out to get water, let's let's say let's say there's a farm pond that's normally up to the bank, up to the levee, and they just walk up and drink. But when it gets low during drought conditions, they walk out into that mud, and that midge fly will bite them. And once they're bit, they're done. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, very very. Yeah, I mean, they have they have shown where some deer have characteristics where they've survived. Uh, their hooves get curled up and stuff, but I mean, I'm going to say it's 98, 99%. Yeah. That's my understanding. This, it's pretty much 99% fatal. Yeah. yeah. What were you saying, yeah. Hunter? Yeah, it, it's devastated. That like that lease I was on this year in the marsh. Um, I got a buddy, he used to hunt it years ago with his dad and them. They were on the same lease and he said it wasn't nothing to go see 15, 20 deer in a hunt. I mean, the marsh was loaded with deer and I mean, it, it's, it's not near the Really, popular. Uh, you know, like I said, within the within the last two years, blue tongue has hit the marsh at least twice, really hard. And uh, you know, we get hurricanes down here, and you know, flooding, and it, it. You know, that marsh all they got is little small pieces of land to get on. And I mean, them deer live out there in that marsh, and I mean, they travel ponds of. I mean, it's just nothing. You can't hardly walk this stuff. And, you know, it's stagnant water everywhere once it floods, and yeah. um, you know they're all secluded to this this one these levees. I mean, basically they all live on levees. There's no big block of wood for them to get in. Um, they got to yeah. travel a lot of marsh and go pretty far north to get to some real solid ground. So yeah, it, it's devastated our, our marsh hunting. Okay. Well, I know. Like I said, I so I've not ever really seen. I've not seen significant sign of it here in around our area. Um, not that it, I'm, I'm sure it happens, um, but we've not like like where I live at. We have mostly running creeks. Very few, you know. We got everybody's got ponds, but I mean, in in the like so like where the deer live, uh, let's say like behind the house, three thousand acres of national forest. You know, the Humboldtia is three hundred thirty thousand acres. There's probably you know. 30,000 or 40,000 of it. No, actually, there's probably 100,000 of it in, in Franklin County or more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all big woods. You know, there's no ponds. 
Um, there might be a every now and then you might find an old stock tank somewhere that holds a little water or um, a little cypress slough, but mostly it's just going to be running creeks, you know, um, and artesian springs. So, and I think that probably is one of the reasons because we don't have we don't have these ponds that you know that three quarters of the way dry up every year or you know some years. You know, mm-hmm. we we tend to have plenty of water uh, for the deer to drink, but you know, it yeah. is what it is. Anyway. Um, so I sent I sent Randall a message and said, "Dude, where the hell are you?" Um, but he's on. He said he got. He said he's on a call. He's got a. Uh, he he had a conference call for work and he's on the conference call. So he just said he don't think he'll be able to make it. But that's okay. We'll talk about it. You know, next week we'll have another one. Um, anyway, so uh, deer season is over. Nobody else has anything. We talked a little bit um, last week about you know like. Um, uh, well, I see the one that just dropped. We were talking about like plans for next year and things like that, places we're going to go, um, do stuff like that. And then we've talked a little bit um, about the one that's coming out. Uh, this actually will come out right before this one, um, which is uh, things that we've done, things we've learned, what we can do better, what we can, you know. And I think we're all going to know. Um, there's probably more to that. Um, but uh, I've got a, a gazillion random topics, you know. Um, and I thought, man, I'm just going to. Uh, I think I'm going to throw a random topic out here while we're sitting here today since we're since we're just chilling and, and shooting the shit. I'm going to throw a random topic out. Um so uh let me see. I've got a I've got a bunch of them. I'm going to throw one out here. Um let me see. Uh no, that was not a good one for down here. Hold on. I I want a good one. Um I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna we're gonna have one we're gonna talk about um uh this is gonna be mostly about social media um we're gonna it's it's gonna oh, be a, crap. It's, <laughs> it's gonna be a twofold thing conversation twofold thing downing other hunters on Facebook and then shaming people for the deer that they killed because I see it all the time it just pisses of me off. I hate yeah, it's all bullshit. It it nothing in this world pisses me off than seeing some freaking um, Facebook badass um, talking shit to somebody who, uh, you know, to another or, or or downing on another hunter. Now, in the same breath, if you are a freaking crossbow hunter, I'm probably downing on you. I'm absolutely picking pick on you. I'm not. I'm not even going to stop. And they've done it for so long now. Everybody's like, "What? He's not the biggest, but yeah, but that's what yeah, I got that's what this I was year." Going to say. And I'm sick of I seeing mean, that post. That man, says, be proud of what best. you killed. Not my best. I'm like, that is the most disheartening thing. But you know why he said see. that? He said that because he is because these freaking Facebook badasses run around beating people up for freaking shooting a deer. Yeah, I wish they would come hunt South Louisiana and figure out that uh, every now and then you might have to kill a spike. Well, you know what I think yeah. is you know what I think is funny. You if you, you go like go go to some of the Facebook badasses who are really talking the shit and go look on their page and they don't have a single big deer on it. Oh, that's not a single. Uh, they got a freaking six point, you know, um, and that's all they got. But they're but they're just talking that shit constantly. You know, makes me so damn mad. It's aggravating. My, my biggest thing is like you'll kill like a real mature deer and the first person is gonna say high fence oh it must be nice to have money or something like that you know they they uh, what I feel like is, yeah it, I feel like is uh 
they don't feel confident in themselves, so they bash others mm-hmm. for their other people's success. Yeah, well, jealousy. Yeah, and I think that other you know a part yeah, of it oh, is that absolutely. part of it is people have a. You know, the problem with social media is everybody has an opinion, so everybody thinks that they're, that they're the only ones that have an opinion. You know, one of my favorite running jokes is, you know, you can, you know, you know, it, it's your opinion. You can be wrong if you want yeah, to. Yeah, we all do. Thank yep. you. know, um, but yeah. everybody has an opinion and everybody has an opinion on how they think hunting should be, you know. So you've got these guys who look, I'm going to tell you something. I have hunted behind a high fence. And now I've never hunted behind a 30 acre high fence, but I've hunted behind some 600 and 800 acre high fences. And that shit's hard. A square mile's big. I don't give a shit if it's fenced or not. Yeah. I, you know, and I got a point about that clip. Everybody hates. I don't, if somebody paid for me to go do it, yeah, I'd probably go do it. But the thing is half of these son of a bitches that are uh, downing people for shooting a deer in a high fence, Go right there to the grocery store and get a freaking ribeye steak or a hamburger at the freaking fast food restaurant and eat it. What is the difference? At least that animal in that high fence had a chance for survival. That cow you're eating on had no chance whatsoever and is living in piss poor conditions. A lot of them. A lot of them. That chaps my. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I was saying, I shot the. uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Well, uh, so let me let me stick it because I know you're going to say something, Bradley, but I'm going to stick this in here, Hunter, because this one I think is funny, too. They'll down on Mm -hmm. the guy who goes and freaking to Texas and hunts behind a high fence. Right. But they'll pay ten thousand dollars to have a guide go put them on a deer in Iowa or Illinois or Wisconsin or something like that. What the hell's the difference? Or else. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Uh, There ain't no difference. dude. There ain't no difference. There ain't no all right, Bradley. You were going to say something, man. I'm going to let you get your two cents in there. Oh, yeah. So I uh, I shot 143 inch deer in 2019, uh, and it was my biggest deer by 75 inches. Okay, the, the like you know, obviously I I had never shot anything that big, and uh, immediately guys are like, "What what farms you shoot that off? What you know? What guns you use? What?" And I'm like, "No, I shot it with a bow." Like uh, you know, and I had most of it on video. My, my GoPro actually died right before I got the kill shot, but that's where I'm raised deer. That looks like a, and I'm like, guys, look, I mean, it was private land. I'm not going to say it was public land, but it was private land, um, uh, in the suburbs in Clarksville, Tennessee. Like, it, you know, you can come up there and, and walk around. Um, but just the, the people that come out the woodwork like that, you know, that just, it's a 140 inch deer. It's not a, a 250 inch deer. It's not a 300 inch deer that that immediately you start questioning that. It's a 140 inch deer. It's not yeah. you know the biggest deer in the world. And people were hey guys, sorry to interrupt, but you know I got to do it. This is Cliff Tom Smith Landon Homes here to tell you that if you are looking to buy or sell in Mississippi or Louisiana, I am the guy for you. Give me a call six zero one. 9905070 or on my cell phone 6015651070 and remember if you expect more you will get more yeah so the other thing i heard you say was you know how the hell can you look at a picture on facebook and tell if that deer was farm raised or not <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. It, it, it's if, all off the antlers. If, if he comes off of uh, what's the one where they grow these freaking freaks all the time? Samson Samson Farms or Samson Ridge or something? You see him on Facebook. 
I mean, it's pretty obvious that they're that they're growing deer there. I mean, they're growing freaking four hundred inch deer, but it's a hundred and forty inch deer. How the hell can mm-hmm. you look at that dude and know he's that he came off of a freaking breeding pen or something? What you, you know? Where how the hell do you know? What, what, so all you're doing is trying to down somebody because you what? Uh, because what? Either a you don't have the wherewithal to go out and actually do it, figure it out for yourself, or you're jealous because he you know Bradley went out there and he hustled and he worked hard and he got him a place to hunt and he freaking put the stand up and did the mm. scattering and freaking made and and <clears throat> so what are you jealous of that? And so in instead of saying man great hunt and maybe giving yourself the motivation to go out there and do more, you want to just tear somebody down. Nope. You know, that's a lot of it. Honestly, I, I got you know I got two words for you. Hey, Fuck that, off. That is, but that, well, the one thing I, I've got eight friends, close friends from Texas, that want to come want to come up here in Iowa and hunt. And they started drawing, they started drawing or putting in for preference points, uh, basically in 2018. And and so some of them are getting close, you know, to to being to to being able to come up here and hunt and 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 i told them i mean you know they you know they hear land of the giants and they see pictures of deer from up here and i tell them but big deer are hard to kill anywhere it doesn't matter where they're at that's right and i said you will probably be able to kill a buck up here if you're not too picky i said if you're too picky you may take that yellow and white 500 souvenir back home with you you know, which, which is the deer tag, but, and, and a lot of people just can't, it's the, it's the aura of hunting Iowa. They think, they think once I get that tag, I'm going to kill a, I'm going to kill a 150, 100. I mean, hunting is, it's good, but, but I, I've tried to caution them. I want you guys to have a great time and you can shoot anything you want to shoot. But if you're too picky, if if you try to hold out for that big, grip and grab picture that you're hoping for you might end up taking a a expensive tag back home with you yeah well you have to you have to you know have good expectations hunter what were you saying i know you were trying to say something oh no i'm sorry i have no idea what you said you you're (laughs) Uh, i I thought i'd put y'all on mute i was fussing at my little boy over here (laughs) i'm sorry about that (laughs) Yeah, it's all good, man. It's it's all good. It it's good. But yeah, I mean, so it, it you know the other thing you know when we're talking about this whole thing is like like we pick on you know crossbow hunters. Um, it, it don't get me wrong. I, I just want to see people hunt. So if if that's what you hunt with, you know, I'm I'm you know. I'm not going to say I'm 100 percent okay with it, and but there's a reason I'm not because I feel like it's a cop out. I've always felt that way. It's not going to change my mind. When you, if, if you can't shoot your, shoot a regular bow for whatever reason, I'm okay. If you're young, I'm okay. If you're older, I'm okay with it. But if you're a 45 year old man, like, you know, or 50 year old man, like I'm 50, I'm still pulling 70 pounds. If you're, if you're shooting a crossbow because you don't want to do the work, um, that's where I have a problem with like the crossbow. I don't have a problem with the crossbow for the guy who, who really, for whatever reason, whether it be physical, whether it be age limitations or whatever, you know, shoots a crossbow. I'm absolutely good for that. If you are a 50 year old or younger guy in your thirties or whatever, and you're shooting a crossbow because you don't want to do the work because you don't want to get your bow out and you don't want to shoot it and you don't want to get accurate and you don't want to get, you know, really, really gain, um, confidence and, and, and competence with a regular compound bow. 
you know yeah I, i'm just a little i'm a little funny about that i'm not like, like yeah, it used to be in mississippi where you well, had yeah. to be missing a, a limb yeah to shoot a crossbow well you had to have so you had to have a doctor you know yeah. say you, you couldn't still physically to, draw a yeah. bow you know i mean you had to be missing My a limb grandma. and you had to, you had to be physically unable to though yeah you're right but anyway go ahead bradley my, my grandpa hunts New York State, and uh, it, for him to get either a draw lock permit or a crossbow permit to hunt during the archery season with a crossbow, um, he has to be like like missing a limb or something like that. Now, he's got back problems. He's 70-something years old. He's got back problems. He's, you know, full disabled from his job. Um, he, he had a bunch of discs. He slipped and, and jacked up in his back. He's had a and for him to hunt with a crossbow, it is, uh, you know, uh, multiple, multiple things he's got to go through to get doctors approved and this and that. But here in Tennessee, I can hunt with a crossbow tomorrow. You know, right. The season was in, obviously, but sure. I, I can hunt right now with a crossbow. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not necessarily and, uh, knocking you for hunting you know, with a crossbow because it's, it's legal. Bad. You know, I'm not knocking you because it's legal. Right. I'm just saying, are you doing it because you don't want to do the work? Because I, th I think it makes yeah, lazy archers. The, the, yeah. Have y'all seen the article Field and Stream put out either yesterday or the day before about how crossbows are not as accurate as uh, people are portraying them to be? They were trying to say that there's no uh, no difference between a crossbow accuracy right. and a compound bow accuracy. And I, I think that's just completely Well, bullshit. I can tell you right now, um, if you can shoot it like a gun – which means get a rest and have trigger pull and control of your shot. Um, they've already proven that some of these bows will put freaking arrow hole in arrow hole consistently. You know, mm -hmm. you're right. shooting a two inch group at freaking a hundred yards. I'm going to tell you something. I shoot my bow all the time in a two inch group at a hundred yards. I'm, I've been shooting a long time and I'm not that good. I do backflips. Shit. Do more than a damn yeah. backflip. I mean, let's just be realistic. That's a ridiculous that you know. So I don't know if I could hit a these, target at a hundred yards. These crossbows that are shooting four hundred feet per second, um, and are shooting you know, um, coke can groups at a hundred yards. Um, you cannot tell me that 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 that, that is um, not more efficient than a regular compound bow. You know, again, mm -hmm. I I understand that it's legal. You know. But there's a lot of things that are legal that necessarily ain't ain't always right, you know. Or yeah, you know. like single shot rifles. <laughs> Thirty five wheelings that are shooting over three thousand feet per second. In in your muzzle loader, yeah. So I'm again. There's another one too. I'll go right there too, so you can say yeah. I'm a little bit prejudiced about that. Now look, I'm not going to get on Facebook and knock you if you do it, but I'm going to say this. I don't understand the the concept between saying, well, a forty five seventy or a thirty five Whelan is a primitive weapon. Dude, there ain't nothing primitive about that weapon. I mean, it, there really is. Yeah, I, I don't get how a straight car, a straight wall cartridge is considered primitive. I don't. I don't get that. Doesn't make any sense. Now you know, I understand. Here, here. Go ahead. Who was that, Mike? Yeah, here here's what they did up here in Iowa this year, and our legislature or our our. Uh, politicians up here they get a lot of pressure from the farm bureau and from progressive and geico and every one of those mm -hmm. yeah and so they they've been doing some weird stuff well 
about three years ago, maybe four years ago, they legalized straight wall, you know, certain straight wall. And, and the most popular were 450 Bushmaster, 4570, and then this last two years, 350 Legend. Yep. Uh, but this year, now this, this I just can't fit, and, and this is only during uh, what, what they call Shotgun 1 and Shotgun 2 up here. It's two short seasons, one's five. Uh, they do shotgun one uh it starts like december 3rd and goes to like december 8th and then it's closed for one day and shotgun two opens and i've even asked local guys they go why they do that most guys because i don't know well i asked a a biologist and he said just because just to, to limit the number of people in the field because when shotgun season opens up here in Iowa, I mean, it's the orange army. It's crazy. It's, it's yeah. dangerously crazy because they do, they do drives and pushes. And so anyway, getting back to what I was going to say about when three, uh, 35 Wheeling was mentioned this year, they made anything. Okay. I kind of understand the straight wall deal because there's a lot of farms, you know, there's people hunting around people's farms and stuff. And so limiting the distance that that, So anyway, I understand the, the the straight wall, but this year for for the 2021 season, they made it legal for anything over 35 caliber is legal. So a 35 Wheeland's legal. A uh, a uh, 35 Remington is a legal. Sharp, a sharp 50 cal a, buffalo a, killer. A, mm. a, a 50 BMG is legal. <laughs> you know, and and I mean they, they went from. They went from a, a shotgun only, you know, shotgun slug only, to straight wall, to now anything from thirty. Yeah, and it's and it and a lot of that is coming from pressure from the insurance companies. That's exactly and, right. And we were going to farm. That's right. Farm bureau to to kill more deer. That's you exactly know. right. We we talked about that before. You know the the number of deer you see on the highway. Um, and if every one of those deer costs freaking $10,000, you know, uh, I can yep. make a trip to, I can make a trip from my house to, to Jackson, um, running up 55. It's about an hour and a half drive. And I bet you on most days I can count 40 on both, on both sides of the road, you know? So that's yeah. $80,000 that some insurance companies pumped out, mm-hmm. you know, for hey, whatever one damages. Other, one, one other thing about, one other thing about social media, we kind of, I wanted to kind of come back on the social media deal is, the other thing that, that kind of doesn't irritate me, but I think it's kind of funny, is it doesn't seem like anybody can post a picture without saying uh, is 138-inch uh, 10-point or whatever. Well, you know, it's not like I'm going to jot that down and go, oh, this guy shot 138-inch 10-point. I don't care. I don't care how big it was, but it seems like everybody has to justify how big their deer was when they put a picture on there. Yeah. So you know, I use um, I use numbers. The only reason that I like a number and and it, and it, I like a gross score is because it just gives you an idea of size. So if if I tell you I killed a a, a hundred and twenty inch eight point or a hundred and thirty inch ten point, um, or I, a lot of times I'll say a you know one thirty class or a one twenty class or a one twenty five ish, um. For me, it just gives me an eye so I can visualize the rough size of that deer, you know. Um, no, if no. you told me, well, I killed a 170-inch mainframe 10-point, I can get an idea of how big that deer had to be, 
you know, in my mind, because a lot of times when you're listening to a picture or you're listening to a podcast, you know, all you're getting is, you know, the, the information that we can give you. There's no visual, you know, and even if you have a visual, a lot of times you can't, you know, you can't physically, you know, you can't put your hands on it. So you can't, right. you know, so that's the only reason like when I do it, that's what I like. Now, I will say this. I get what you're saying is, you know, the number, the score should not justify the animal. Right. And I think that's what right. you're trying to get at, Mike. Yes, sir. And, and, and some of these guys come up with some numbers that, to me, when I look at it, just don't add up. Well, I, mean, I and don't care what it, I don't care what size it was. That you, that you know, may be but, partially uh, because they're trying to justify the animal, so they pump up the score a little bit. You know. Well, that's just like I get t- I get so tired of seeing the guys on the internet. You know, they put post a picture on Facebook. What will he score? <laughs> yeah. Shit, I don't yeah. know. Frick. Trail camera yeah. picture. You what, can't what look it, at him and tell. What do you think he's going to find out, bud? <laughs> yeah, ground I'll checking. Tell you what his score? Ground checking. <laughs> his score some backstrap and his score a little grind me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, my goal oh, in my is. entire life was to shoot a, a puppy young animal. I did that in 2019. I don't care. Last year, I I, I shot. I didn't even put a tape on it. It was yep. a little. Happy first kill on the saddle with a bow. I, I I was so happy I couldn't speak. Yeah. And uh, well, people on social media were pissed that I shot such a little. Why didn't you let him go? Why didn't you? Well, because when you buy my tags, I'll do what you say to do. But until then, yeah, I'm gonna kill what makes me happy. My well, knees were knocking together. And I let her rip, yep. and that's all that matters. Well, it, it might yeah. be different if you're hunting on that's a place. Exactly right. If you might be different if you're hunting on a place where, like, you know, if you're my guest, and I say, okay, look, dude, you know, we're not shooting anything on this farm that's less than three and a half years old, you know, and you're right. my guest. Well, my yeah. my expectation is that, is that you, you yeah. know, that's, you respect that. But at yeah, the same time, I might different. pull out there and say, hey, dude, man, just go have a good time. I don't give a shit what you kill, because that's what I'm gonna tell you. If you, I'm, I don't care. Go shoot. Go have fun. You know, um, matter of fact, I'd rather you, I'd rather you shoot that little deer so you don't shoot one of my, so my big deer, if he comes out, you don't get a chance to kill him. <laughs> I'd be just as happy. Yeah. Um, also, besides them like bashing or, you know, doing whatever on deer, they're, they're attacking, they're going to the extreme of attacking like what clothes they wear or like how they, oh, how they yeah. You know or the bow like, they shoot, or the broadheads yeah, they yeah. use, yeah. or yeah, like you know, oh, well, you shooting rays, you know, that means you know you don't, you're not paper tuning. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You shoot, you shoot a mechanical you're because you can't tune your bow. The cheap, right? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so like now they're starting to bat, not only bash on like your deer or your or your of your kill, they're trying to do anything they can to make you doubt yourself or doubt your kill or even. Sometimes I've seen to the extreme of people say, man, I just, I quit hunting because not only because I don't like it, it's because every time I do something, it's not good what yep. this person says. And I mean, and then I think it's a load of shit, but I mean, I'm not, I don't care if you can, you, you can, dear. let me tell you something, son. I ain't stopping hunting. I ain't gonna stop pulling that bow back until I'm in a wheelchair or I'm six feet in the ground. That's exactly right. I just don't. It, if you go on my Facebook page, there's not a lot on there as far as like deer. You know, there's a couple deer that I've killed. I mean, you know, there's a few pictures. Yeah, uh, there's not like, a lot. Yeah, exactly. There's there's not a lot. Um, and and you know, um, and it's not that I just it's not that I just post just the big deer. You know, I I didn't kill but that one buck this year. Um, 
I don't generally post pictures of does. I I just never have. It's not a big thing. Unless I, I mean, maybe a big doe, maybe a big big doe or something like that. But you know, the the people who just I I it's it's really funny. So I, I, I one thing I do is I hate hypocrisy. I don't like hypocrites. So I have to be very careful because I am really really opinionated about like um the crossbow thing. And at the same time, well, so, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm I'm really I'm at the sure. same time opinionated about like people bashing on other people too. Um, but again, like I said, to clarify, yeah. it's legal. I have no problem with you doing it. I'm just from an ethical standpoint. I just wonder if you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, no, I I do agree with you on that because I mean, look, I'll pick like I'm with you. I'll pick on you. You shot it with a crossbow, you hunt with a crossbow, but you're eligible to shoot a compound and you have the place or have the knowledge to do it, but yet you just choose, hey, I work uh, from 4.30 till 5 o'clock in the evenings. I don't have time. You know, I understand people have got a life. All right? And now that's what people are being drawn to now is I don't have time to go out or, you know, get out, stretch out. I live in a subdivision where I can't stretch out 40, 50 yards. So... I'm going to be confident with that scope and that crossbow to make me be eligible to shoot 30 to 40 yeah, yards. Yeah, that's the know? easy way out. I get that. Yeah, exactly. And I get where Cliff's coming from. Look, I mean, I'll pick, I'm going to pick on you. Oh, but, yeah. Look, it, I mean, now you better have a thick is, skin if you're going to come around me, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you because we're going to – it's just now fun. Now the fact is if you're not – if you're not wearing Sitka, you know, you ain't killing deer, apparently. <laughs> well, if you're not or, wearing Sitka, if you're wearing Sitka, you have too much money. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you, yeah. you're not, man you're <laughs> not managing. If you're buying Sitka, you're not managing your money well. Yeah. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> you like to waste your money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I do, I do have a set of Sitka gear. I ain't going to lie on that one. Yeah. But, I, like, I will even rock the old Walmart camo. Oh, too, yeah. You know? oh, my God. I mean, Walmart plaid shirts. I love hunting in those early season. Oh, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, I still I mean, wear it. Man, early season, I'm hunting Crocs. Yeah, I'm not. I am not going in the woods in Crocs. I don't give a shit. I am not going in the woods in Crocs. I'll be damned. I seen a picture on Facebook the other day. It was, I the Croc a, boots. That's what. Yeah, it was the Croc boots. Was that a real picture? I Somebody don't know, but I bet you if it, it is, Chris has got a pair, don't you? Chris, you got a pair of them Croc. You got a pair of them Croc boots, don't you? I got Croc flip flops, Cliff. I had a pair. I, I wore I wore Crocs when when I tournament bass fished all the time. I mean, I wore Crocs and the Croc flip flops and Crocs. I wore them all the time. They were good for you. Could be oh, standing okay. on your feet for ten hours, man. I mean, I tell you, they good for your oh, feet. I love Crocs. Yep, I don't have nothing, but I'm not wearing them in the woods, dude. Mm -hmm. I'm, mm -mm. Too many snakes around here. Bro, could you imagine one of them dudes crawl up in there around your toes? Get hung up in them holes, you know? When it's August in Tennessee, when it's August in Tennessee and we're bow hunting, I'm wearing Crocs. I don't give a shit what anybody Oh, absolutely. I did it last season. I'll send you all the pictures in the group. It was like 97 for our three-day velvet season. I wore some Crocs. Let me tell you, Shit. I, I was I, hot. Fuck that! I'm not. Yeah, see, Mike's got them on right now. He ain't playing. <laughs> Mike ain't playing right I, I now. Got, I got blue camo Crocs on right well, now. Well, yeah, that's okay, but you're not deer hunting in them right now. You know, yeah, but so so. I can only imagine that Bradley and Chris, because they're wearing Crocs, probably have on their male Speedos. You know, they got their thong and, you know, got their tassels on their nipples and just, you know. I do. I do. Our, our snow has just melted off up here. 
uh, there's just a little bit of snow left. Uh, but I, I walked down in the pasture the other day and, uh, we still had snow and I got, I had these crocs on and got one of them sucked off in the snow. I was out there hopping around trying to pull it out of the snow. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, 50, it's, it's 50 degrees up here today, uh, but it's, it's supposed to get cold again. Shoot. It hit 70 here in Tennessee today. I don't know what temperature it's got up to, but it was and, about uh, 33 this morning when I went to work. Yeah. <laughs> That's what kills me is that that temperatures change when it oh, goes yeah. from you wake up and there's frost on the car and then by the afternoon you're in a t-shirt. I hate that weather. It oh. drives me insane. Pick one or the other. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's like Sunday. I mean, Sunday down, here, uh, Sunday down here. Sunday down here in Louisiana, it was uh, it was chilly all day. And then it just dropped around lunchtime. It dropped tremendous. Well, I mean, I put out corn at like two forty. I was to watch the Super Bowl game, and I'm getting my notifications on my phone. My camera's going off, and one of my one of my little target bucks that I was kind of after all year, he's out there feeding at 5:30. So I played hooky yesterday off of work and try to hunt it and hunt it. And well, actually, he came out. There. I mean, most all the deer that was in that picture with him came out, but they came out late because yesterday was a mm -hmm. lot warmer. That's right. Then it was Sunday. That's the one neat. And then, bam! What happens? I, I go to this. I go to work this morning, and freaking seven o'clock. I got two of my hit list buck at seven o'clock in the morning eating corn. And I'm like, I should have played hooky again. I mean, screw it. I mean, it's the last day of the season. Yeah. That's the. So uh, I do now. I the bright time this G2? out. Yeah, the uh, the broke G two, mm -hmm. and then uh, Skyline. Oh, broke G two. Was uh, he was actually my man. Yeah, uh, Skyline was actually my main target of all, all year. Crazy. Uh, but I am next year, I am taking a well, you, week season. Well, you just take I'm, your last well, couple I'm days off, right? Huh? So you just got to take those last couple yeah, days I'm off. Take, like, oh, use, yeah, absolutely. Use a little yeah, PTO, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, like I, I should have done what you said. I should have got a little three day COVID. <laughs> yep, all you got COVID for a couple of days. You know, you just get yeah, your COVID for a couple of days and just move on. You know, no, that's what you need. But you and Bradley, I was hearing you talk earlier about the about the weather. You know, going from thirty to seventy, dude. That's that's literally every day down here for me, Chris, Jamie. I mean, that's mm -hmm. every mm -hmm. single day. It's going to be like you know, it'll be a frost in the morning, and by you know twelve o'clock, it's seventy degrees outside. And then by three o'clock, as soon as the sun starts yeah, to get down behind the, the tree, it's down to forty again. <laughs> every that's all that's our that's our life. That's what we live every day. Yeah. And you want to talk I, I about messing your deer hunting thing, up. The only thing I miss about New York State is when it was cold, you were about guaranteed there was snow on the ground. Yeah. And it is a whole lot easier. And, and I mean Mike can attest to this. Hunting in the snow is easier. And, and a lot of people say it's not, but when you can track a deer and you can know that today is the, the day they stepped in that track, you can tell new tracks versus old tracks first. And then you talk about blood trailing. Whew. I miss blood trailing in the snow. Something I've never experienced. Yeah, well, blood trailing in a pine thicket when the pine's already red. So <laughs> that's what we do. We, sh we shoot them and they run right. into a pine well, thicket and the blood's already red. So. Mm. 
Shit, try tracking them in water. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you props. Yeah, I, I've lost. I'll I've lost a couple deer that way. You don't track blood. You got that. You, you got to learn through water. Yeah, and, and that's a so being colorblind and a deer hunter is a lot of it throws a lot of people off. Um, and I've learned to read tracks and running tracks versus com tracks versus whatever. Um, cause once a, once a blood trail for me, as far as I go gets, uh, like dried out, I'm, I'm done. I got to call my wife. I got to yeah. call somebody else to come up there and help me. And, uh, that's a, that, that buck I shared earlier in the group. Uh, I shot him the last night of the last day of the refuge hunt we have down here. And, uh, I mean, they had to throw us out. They came down and had, had to ask us to leave. Yep. So you said you got to go back and uh, you're, you're going to try to go back and see if you can find uh, him. Do you March think you 13th, killed him? I'm going to go back in. Oh, I'm, I'm positive. He went down. I, I, I'll see if I can cut the video down and send it in that group. But he went down three times on camera. Really? Within 50 yards of me, he went down three times. And he stood up. I mean, he was hurting. He was hurting. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought he was dead. And I, I believe I jumped him uh, when it got dark. I gave him about 45 minutes. I believe I jumped him once. And uh, he got in the water, which is why I brought all this up, bring it back full circle. He got in the water. And when he got in the water, we tried to cut across the other side to see where he came through. And my flashlight died. And I believe if my flashlight hadn't died, we'd have found that buck. And especially if I could have gone back the next yeah, day. Yeah, I was going to ask. So they wouldn't let you go back the next day and look? No, sir. So that, that refuge shuts down. It's a it's a, a wildlife refuge for waterfowl specifically. So November 14th, every year it closes. And it does not open. You cannot access it until March 13th or 14th uh, of the next year. You cannot go down there at all. Man. Now, I would have the, thought they would uh, at least let you go in there, you know, with no weapon. Call, I mean, yeah. you're just going oh, in there to the try to find the deer. Right. Now, now the, the manager, he went down the next day and he said he tracked and uh, he said he's done it before and, and whatever. But he went down and he tracked for me and he was sending me pictures from the blood trail. And he said he just he he felt like he was still running. And, and like I said, I, I'll try and get the video to y'all. I'll I try and figure out a way, even if I got to send it, uh, it, it, like make a Facebook messenger group or something so I can send it. Um, that deer went down three times, three times in, uh, yeah. uh, probably I got 12 inches of penetration. Hmm. Um, now, now on a, a mature whitetail buck, that's almost a pass through or you assume almost a pass through at yeah. 25 yards. You would have think it would at least uh, would have so got both lungs, even it. though it, you know, it may yeah. have gotten one full right. one and part of another one, you know? Yeah. Right. And that's like I said, I only had about 30 minutes to track him. I called the game warden and I said, Hey, look, this is what happened. And he said, you have until this dude shows up to, to find the steer. And I was like, all right. And me, my dad, and my brother came out and we just, we went to work. And when he got in the water, Again, it got hard. We ended up finding a leaf floating. I mean, I was up over my and the messed up part is I shot a doe. So I shot a doe. Three minutes later, he came in on a drag line I had made on the way in of, of, of doe estrus. Really? And uh, 
he came in on that drag line three minutes from when I released the arrow on the dough, I released the arrow on him. It mm. was, it was pretty crazy. Wow. Um, but it, again, I, like I said, I got everything, but the, the actual pen, the, the shot on him on video, yeah. uh, he crossed the tree. I don't know if y'all film at all, but he, I was on the right side of the tree with the camera. Um, I came in, I drew cause I thought I was going to get a shot at about 35 yards and he was coming closer. So why take a 35 yard shot when I could take a 25 yard shot? Uh, so I crossed up over the tree, over my bridge and all that when he stepped out at 25 yards and I, I let him have it. And then, like I said, he went down three separate times within mm. 50 yards of when I shot him. I had great blood, great blood. I think honestly, if I had waited, uh, I, I knew I was running out of time. And if yeah. I had waited that extra five, 10, 15 minutes, um, you know, but I gave him 45 minutes. I thought it was, like I said, he was, he was digging taters as, as they say, you know, nose in the ground, <laughs> just stood up. Uh, you know, even on the, on the video, you could see blood coming out both sides of the deer. I mean, you know, the, or the, I guess the opposite side, it, it was very clearly a pastor. I didn't find the other rest of the arrow, but I'm going to go in there and, uh, hopefully here, like I said, the 13th or 14th, whatever day it opens, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to find that deer. I guarantee he is within 20, 30 yards of when I stop tracking. So you're gonna... it, it never, it never seems to fail, uh, with a saddle hunting. No matter, no matter how you try to anticipate, it seems like for us right-handers, it's always the offside shot that they come in on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. <laughs> well, and see, so he came from my, he, he was on that weak side. He was on that opposite side. And, uh, like I said, I, I was literally filming the, 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 the doe dying. She died. And I, I heard something and I look up and I was like, holy shit, here comes a buck. Like and a good buck, like like. I mean, I sent the video. I think he's he's every bit of you know at least one ten, one fifteen, and uh, that's that's plenty enough for me. Yep. And I, I turned over, like I said, and, and he just beelined on that 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 uh, drag line I had put out, and I thought it was sealed. I thought we were done. I thought I was doing a double up. I was. I I, I made a video thanking the guy that of the urine company that I used. Uh, cause I'm on their, their pro staff actually. And, uh, I, you know, I, I made the whole video of zooming in on the, the, the tanks lure thing that I had hanging and, or the, the drag lure thing I had hanging and every, I, I thought it was over. And then next thing you know, uh, you know, I got down started tracking great blood and then I jumped him and it was like, Oh shit, here we go. And, uh, you know, whether I, I one lunged him or, or what, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but manager ended up saying he said i think he's one lung and i i i just don't think so well, i you know i i don't know how much effort he put into it but he would not let me go back out there yeah and i was weird. texting him like a week later i'd be like, mad Please. as hell if i shot a good buck and couldn't go back into the next day and yeah. and i think it's because it's federal property that they wouldn't let me well, back out. That that I mean, that's, hell, that explains it because they don't freaking use rational thought for any of the federal rules. I mean, there's no, <laughs> no. such thing as rational thought. Right. I mean, I'll tell you what, talking about that over the years is don't ever celebrate or assume you got a deer until that sucker's in your hands. That's a that's a good that's a good right. point. You're that's a true statement right there. Don't assume anything. Yeah. Yeah, no bragging to your. I tell you what happened to me back when I used to rifle hunt. Uh, 
and it's a shot I shouldn't have taken. Um, I shot a really nice eight point, probably 115, 120 inch deer on some public land over here chasing a doe. The deer was running dead at me on a fire lane. We used to better hunt the fire lanes over here and you just plop a lawn chair down and hunt the fire lane. And uh, running deer trying to get him to stop. And uh, he was chasing a doe. The doe hit the woods. I ranged it. I thought it was about 400 yards. And he's running dead in the same tire track I'm sitting in. So I put it on his chest and I squeezed it off. This deer folded up like a ton of shit dead in the road. I gave him about 15 minutes to look at him. I'm like, man, I just killed the biggest deer of my life. So I'm on a bicycle. I get on my bicycle. got the gun strapped to my back. I'm celebrating, you know, to myself. Just killed the biggest deer of my life. Get down there. When I go about the break and the break made a really loud screeching noise and this deer jumps up takes off running the clear cut and the oh, rifle shit. is on my back you know and uh found him three hours later with a dog and i've come to the conclusion i found a tooth on the road and i ranged it back ended up being like 330 yards uh, i misjudged the shot and i hit him high uh probably. and but just to say i learned that lesson right then and there <laughs> You don't uh you don't ever celebrate. You got that deer in your hands. I heard that. Two hundred, but uh, uh, this was like uh, three, four years ago. My brother-in-law and his little boy was hunting the the power line with a rifle, and I was about two hundred, three hundred yards in the woods, and I was bow hunting, and I was kind of not intercepting them, but. I, t I told him, I was like, look, text me if a deer that y'all going to pass or a doe or something like that, if it passes at the 200-yard mark on the power line, it's going to make a beeline straight to my stand. And uh, running, and this was like in January, so I was thinking, okay, well, it ran across the power line. So I kind of stood up, got ready. They ran right by me, and I kept hearing something from my right. Now, I shoot left-handed, so I'm the wrong hand, as a lot of people say it. Um, and here comes out one of my main target bucks that I actually had an opportunity in October with, and, uh, and I wound up missing him. Um, and here he comes making a beeline straight to me. Well, want me to make another good shot, so I shot, actually, my air hit a vine. And... It went right underneath him. Well, he trotted off. He didn't kind of know where it came from. It didn't really spook him that too much, but he was very alert. And I had about a small paper plate, maybe a little bit like a little bowl plate uh, hole to shoot through. And when I shot, I guess he just ducked what hit him basically dead in the shoulder. And I mean, I heard him bulldozing down. And uh, I said, Dad, he's down. You know, I thought I made a great shot. And my brother-in-law, text, he texted me and said, a, a big buck just ran across. I was like, yeah, I know. I just shot him. And uh, so he actually ran onto a property that is, uh, I don't want to give it too much information out because it's, it's a very high, high-secured property in West Feliciana Parish. And uh, he, uh, so you can't bring any firearms, firearms on it. So... So, you know, we meet up. Well, I walked probably 20 yards in on blood because, you know, I, I said, well, I'm just going to go to the power line. That's where they last saw it at. And so we found blood instantly. 
And I'm about 20 yards in, and I just happen to have my flashlight, and I see this deer bed it down, moving his head back and forth, but it's like kind of like where his head can't hardly keep up. And I was like, dude, this deer's still alive. So I, my brother-in-law went back and got his pistol out his, uh, out his book sack, and we walked on. We kind of jumped him, but he, like, he was hurt so bad. I guess I hit low shoulder, low leg, low shoulder or something, but he would get up and like fall right back down. And I thought about going back to my bike, which was further away, to go get my bow and just stick another one in them. But I was like, well, shit, we're right here. You know, let's go ahead and shoot them. And, uh, well, he shot. And I, I guess, he, I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know if he was having fun shooting something one day, but he only had one bullet. <laughs> and he shot. <laughs> he shot, and, and, and he's shooting freaking full metal. I think it was a 45, and it was like target rounds. So I was like, oh, God. So he shot and the deer takes off running and I don't know what came possessed me, but I guess my football glory days came to life and I made a full sprint to this deer. And a lot of people wouldn't believe me unless my brother-in-law was there with me when I told the story. But when that deer dozed back down, I was like three seconds and I sat on top of him and shoved his head in the ground. And my brother-in-law finished him off with a knife while I look over there and my six-year-old nephew is holding two flashlights and he's just a trembling. Can't make this shit up. Him. No, I, was, I looked at him I said, B, I said, this normally don't happen, but I guess you're going to be part of it now. you to learn today, boy. I told, him, I told him, I said, I don't care if I got to sit on this deer all night. I said, this deer is dying in my hands. That's what I'm talking about. That's excellent, man. That's funny. That is so damn funny. <laughs> that, is how you, that, that is how you finish one off right there, guys. <laughs> We're going to end it with that like pod. We're going to end it with that story. That is fantastic, Chris. Man, I love that story. Yeah, that's a good one to go on out. That's a story to go out on right there, man. Because if you're not laughing at that story, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. I can tell you that right now, man. That was fantastic, guys. Um, I appreciate everybody. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, Mike, Bradley, Chris, Hunter, Jamie, appreciate y'all being on it again. Um, we'll do this again next week. Uh, until then, guys. Uh, you know, um, I don't really. It's funny. I, I don't have a. I don't have a uh, like a catchphrase to go out on anymore because it used to say, you know, you can't kill him on the couch. But hell, man, deer season's over, so now I don't know what you you need to be on the couch because it's deer. You know, deer season's over. You might as well get on the couch for a little while. Turkey season's right around the corner, though. It'll be getting time, but. Um, I don't know, man. Go, guys, uh, go out and make some memories. Um, enjoy your life, uh, and we will see y'all next week. We are out of here. It was a complete shit show. 